Take a sip of vino real quick. Mm-hmm. Did you say vino? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have problems digesting broccoli? Get ready, folks, yeah. Hello. After weeks of grueling contract renegotiations and maternity leave settlements, we've regathered for a seven-hour rooftop concert here at the Erasable Podcast. Thank you for listening. This is Tim Wassum, the John of the group, and here with me is Ringo and Ringo. What's up, fellas? <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Don't Tim. <laughs> how are you? Clearly, clearly I'm the cute one. <laughs> I'm the John. You both are the Ringos. So. Uh. So I just I just want to say that uh, my salary did not increase. So <laughs> not about you, Tom. Still doesn't make sense. Hey guys, who's the Yoko of the group? Then I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's clear that Rosie Gamber is the Yoko of the group. <laughs> she was born and it just sort of like pulled us all apart. Or all of my students walking. are there. I think all of my students are the Yoko. <laughs> yeah, the city of San Francisco. Don't read too far into that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I missed um, you guys. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, we've all had a lot of like insane things going on for a little while, so we we thought we'd just take a short break until after Labor Day. Yeah, and uh, Jane, as I was getting ready to record, my wife, it's like, have fun. Like, yeah, well, it's been a while. It's been like six weeks. And she said, she just looked at me. She said, no, it hasn't. <laughs> six weeks. It just felt like forever. And I like looked. I was like, no, it has. And I went on the website and it said. Like our last episode went up August fifteenth. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I thought? Like a lot longer. You know what I thought you were going to say when you said that as I was started recording, Jane, my wife, and I, I thought you were going to say like just went into labor or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just had a contraction or something. I was like, I can just go back to the room. I'll be just there. hold it. We'll be done in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you could Skype on your cell phone. Yeah, yeah that's true. Take it in there. That'd be exciting. <laughs> like, okay, guys, hang on just a second. Wait, wait, catch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, what are you writing with? Push. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's been a it's been a crazy couple of weeks, and we just, we all had a lot going on. I think everybody had a lot going on. Yeah. Um, kind of in general, it's one of those times of year where things kind of pile up. Yeah. People are starting. Got a lot of people in the group who are going back to school, teachers, and then of course just summer is when, yeah, things like moves and. Uh, major shifts happen before the cold, cold winter. Yeah. That's on to everyone <laughs> in San Francisco. Yeah. Speak for yourself. <laughs> it's uh, 85 degrees here today. It's, yeah. um, that's yeah. actually it. What is, but is it humid? No, it's never humid. There's, there's so. no water. <laughs> yeah. We, what's, Sorry. what's funny is they, um, the local news, sometimes when it is humid, they have to like occasionally explain what humidity is. <laughs> They have to like, like now the humidity is high yeah. is high today. And so what that means is, you know, if you like feel extra like damp or the water feels heavy, that's humidity. <laughs> yeah. If you're doing nothing but you're sweating, it's <laughs> humidity. Yeah. Cool. Well, excited to be back. This is episode fifty nine. We're gonna be talking about best of back to school stuff, anything we've noticed from back to school, and if we get to it, we might talk about yellow pencils. Uh, a topic we've been looking forward to talking about for a while, or we may save it for next time, just depending on how yeah. uh, how this goes. But we'll talk about our favorite yellow pencils eventually. Uh, this goes for cheap ones, school ones, you know, like officer school ones. 
that you'd get like from a big box store. We try to include everything as well as the kind of fun secret ones. But we also, we just really wanted to talk about the new back to school stuff. There's a few things that have popped up this year that we've maybe mentioned a little bit here and there, but just kind of of gather it all here uh, right after Labor Day when school should start for everyone. Yeah. As we just discussed. (laughs) Uh, But as always, let's start with tools of the trade and Andy. All right. Um, I am consuming um, a um, Tecate original uh, cerveza. Uh, and I've also uh, been reading um, – I, I was trying to think about if I had any, like, new television or new, new podcasts or any of that that I haven't talked about yet because I seem to, like, repeat myself. Um, I've been <laughs> – Kitty and I discovered that on Hulu you can watch The Doris Day Show. <laughs> so the other night we watched a couple episodes of The Doris Day Show, which <laughs> is pretty bad. <laughs> like Doris, I, I love Doris Day movies. Like, they're kitschy and fun, and Doris Day is awesome, but – Oh man, the TV show is so bad. What's What's interesting from what we read about it is the first few seasons, um, she has a couple kids uh, in the show. She has two sons, and then one season, I don't know what they just decided that she wanted to. They wanted her to be like edgier and more like more like attractive as a single gal or something. So they just sort of wrote her kids out of the show. <laughs> Weird. So some seasons she comes back and there's just like just her and she has a different job. She lives in San Francisco instead of uh, Mill Valley, which is in the North North Bay. Um, yeah. She's just, she's just, you know, they just rewrite it. But um, <laughs> what I'm really enjoying is um, so one of the, the reason that I have been super busy is we just moved and we are now living up in, in the city of San Francisco instead of in San Mateo, which is like 20 miles South. Um, I've been reading a really great book called infinite city. It's an Atlas of San Francisco. Um, it's by Rebecca Solnit, who's written a lot of things. She's pretty, pretty fantastic writer, but it's basically just a collection of different, um, atlases involving the Bay area. So there's one about, um, like the old shipping ports of San Francisco. Uh, there's one that's basically overlaying um, fancy like restaurants and dairies and creameries and like oyster shucking facilities and things like that, overlaying it with like different industrial things that are basically polluting San Francisco. Um, there's, there's just all sorts of interesting little atlases in here and like a, an essay to accompany them. So it's, Really fascinating. I'll have a link in show notes. It's a beautiful book. And if anybody like enjoys the city of San Francisco or um, like lives in the Bay Area or something like that, like you should pick this up. It's pretty great. So yeah, and then I'm writing um, in my. Um, I picked up my field notes byline the other day uh, for some for some reason. I think it was just sitting. It's the only. It was the only reporter's pad I could find among my stuff. So I picked that up, and so I'm using that right now. And I'm using a um, uh, one of those striped Ticonderoga pencils that we'll be talking about a little later. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny, how about you? Awesome. Well, I mean, I assume like everybody else, I've recently watched Stranger Things. Mm, yeah. Did you guys catch that yet? Yep. Dying to. No, I haven't yet. I will. This, I'm going to this week. Should we spoil it for Tim? No, just kidding. We won't. <laughs> the ending. Uh, don't worry. The aliens <laughs> come back. No. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it was all a dream. It's all they E.T. Really, E.T.'s dream. It was all E.T.'s dream. They really blew a lot of it in the trailer. But then I watched it, I'm like, when's that going to happen? <laughs> yeah, and did you guys catch The Little Prince, the film that came out uh, uh, last yeah. year? It's on Netflix. No, I need so to. So amazing. Yeah. yeah. I've heard a lot about it. I, I watched the uh, 
preview and looked awesome. I showed Henry and he said, let's watch it now. And it was like <laughs> two weeks before it came out, you know. Uh, but I've actually never read the book. And so I need to do that. See, I'm reading that kid's the, um, the vintage book with the really pretty pictures and the what's supposed to be the better translation right now. I don't speak French, so I don't know if it's a better translation. I'd like a link to that, whatever you're reading. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, you I'll haven't read it unless you've read it in the original French. <laughs> I'm going to learn French <laughs> so I can read The Little Prince. Then I'm going to forget yeah. French after that. <laughs> <laughs> so in Baltimore, we have a line of um, Edgar Allan Poe-themed beers. <laughs> of course um, you do. Yeah, all of which are delicious. So I'm having one now called the Pendulum Pilsner, which is a Pilsner, but it's very smooth <laughs> and delicious. In a frosty mug. There's also one called the Cask Double Bock that's really good. And one of those, like, oh no, this is 9% alcohol beers. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. I drank four of them. Yeah. Those have definitely, like, caught me by surprise sometimes. Yeah. Let's <laughs> say they have Raven Lager and Telltale Heart IPA, <laughs> which I'm not a big fan of. I hate IPAs. I, yeah. you know, I have friends who, like, only drink IPAs for beer, and I just, they're just too. Just too much for me. Yeah. I'm kind of one of those people. So, yeah, I drink. <laughs> no, IPAs and APAs, like, that's, like, almost all I drink when it comes to beers. But, like the hops. Yeah, I just love it. Like, the really – well, there's, like, a fine line. There's somewhere in the middle. Like, it, a lot – some of them do get to a point where I'm, like, that's disgusting. Like, that's just too much. But the the ones that are balanced, like, not very adventurous ones, but, like, Lagunitas IPA and Sweetwater IPA and – Sierra Nevada pale ale, things like that. Like those yeah. ones that like, they're like a nice, perfect medium for me. Those are my go-tos. Mm-hmm. Sierra Nevada is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty like tolerable. Ha- have you tried the, I think it's an IPA. I could be wrong about it. Have you seen the ones with the, the Buddha bottles? Hmm. <laughs> no. It's a, uh, the bottles are shaped like they're green glass. They're shaped like Buddha. I swear they taste or they smell just like marijuana. <laughs> it's like Heineken. Heineken does sometimes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's just like, yeah. Skunky. Yeah. yeah. But like, it seems like they're supposed to be skunky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. What are you writing with, Johnny? Oh, you already said. Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Say. Okay. God, no, I'm writing with a Tombow Mono 100 HB because I got a dozen of them for my birthday for my mom. Yay. Yay. Nice. I'm writing in an orange kindred spirit because I'll talk about it later. They don't just come in orange. <laughs> <It is. Yeah. laughs> How about you, Tim? Uh, I am having a glass of wine and stuff I've been consuming lately. I've been really into Newsroom. Jane and I have but kind of been addicted to the show. Have you, either of you watched Newsroom? Um, I watched the first few episodes. They were really good. I, I don't remember why I didn't finish it, but it wasn't because I didn't like it. Yeah, so Aaron Sorkin, every show Aaron Sorkin has ever done follows the exact same mold. It's yeah. pick a sort of big job that has to be done, whether it's the president or a news show or Saturday night live or a sports center type show. And then the show is about the like six people who run the show, the like core, the core group of people with one person in the middle and newsroom is obviously about like a news show. And it's, it's kind of just like West wing is the presidential campaign staff that you wish existed. Yeah. Newsroom is the sh- the news show that you wish was real so that you could watch it every night. Like if the show was real, I would sit down like back in the 50s and watch the or you know 60s and watch the news every night done by Will McAvoy. It's pretty amazing. It's all you know it's a 
the anchor Will McAvoy is a Republican, registered Republican, who's just like fed up with both sides being so divisive and like pushing each other to the extremes in either direction. And so he just decides he's going to do a newscast that is um, straight down the middle, uh, no matter what, even if he like makes people mad on his side. It's just really, it's a, it's an awesome show. And Jeff Daniels is amazing. Yeah. So I'd watch it. It's like the whole series is only like 22, ep- 23 episodes, something like that. Yeah. And they cover so like re- real events. I remember they covered like yeah. Water Horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing that's different than, uh, like West Wing is yeah, it's, it's real events. There's the Arab Spring, yeah. Occupy Wall Street, uh, the Gabby Gifford shooting. Yeah, the Congresswoman Giffords got shot. I so, feel like it's a little bit like, you know, hindsight twenty twenty. It's like you know there was so much like bad coverage of these things when it happened that Aaron yeah, Sorkin's yeah. just like, oh well, you know, this would have been nice. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's how all of them are. Yeah, it just keeps, but like in a way that's not like yeah, if you super, uh, like idealistic. If you want to watch another really, really good, it's a newspaper newsroom, um, and it's, it's definitely not in the style of Aaron Sorkin, but mm-hmm. um, on, on Hulu, there's a show called Lou Grant, and it's, it's, it's kind of a spinoff of Mary Tyler Moore in that like Ed Asner plays Lou Grant, who's like this journalist, um, but it's a, it's a one-hour newspaper drama instead of like the half-an-hour TV station like comedy that Mary Tyler Moore was. Is this a new show? It's, no, it's from the, it's from the uh, late 70s, early 80s. Oh, okay. So Lou it's Grant, like L O U. Yeah, L O U, G R A N T, and it's it's the same Ed Asner from Mary Tyler Moore, uh, from nice. that show. Except nothing else is the same. It's a different format, and it's really really smart. Like they they cover topics that are like super relevant right now. That sounds awesome. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. Hulu. I'll definitely watch that. Yeah. Um, speaking of Hulu, this is <laughs> like you're you're talking about this very sort of noble newspaper room show i just discovered that they have those who can't on hulu (laughs) which is the like ridiculous comedy about teachers Uh, so i just started watching that today um it's like a a show about this core group of teachers that are doing like everything that teachers shouldn't do um but kind of secretly wish that you did do Mm -hmm. Uh, so kind of like revenge on students and things. It's very cathartic <laughs> for a teacher to, to, to watch it. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I just started, I watched the first episode of that. It's it's like, taking notes. It's one of the, well, it's one of those shows. Yeah, you know, like in the first scene, one of them mentions like, you know, if I really wanted some some revenge, I'd uh, take his house off its foundation and move it a few plots down. And then like there's like a beat, and then everybody goes, "Yeah, that was a fun night." That's fun. Night. <laughs> it's one of those shows that on. If I'm being realistic, it's not a very good show, at least based on the first episode. But as a teacher, it's like super entertaining. Yeah. Uh, but I've been reading books by Tana French. Are you familiar with Tana French? Um, I've heard that name. She's a mystery novelist. She has a she's American, but she's been living in Dublin for a really long time. She was an actress and started writing in her like late 30s and started with these books, and they just kind of take off. And mm. she bases them all. It's a series about the Dublin Murder Squad. But the way that so it's kind of like just the murder division of the Irish uh, crime investig- investigatory system or whatever. Yeah. And it's a series, but the cool thing she does with the series is that each book is from a perspective of a different person within the unit. So you're not following the same character every time. Um, some of them are in first person, I think, some of them are in third person. So it mixes it up, but it's all like in the same world. And it's 
as it's literary quality crime fiction. That's awesome. Um, like the writing is beautiful. Yeah. And it's also very realistic in that things don't always like get tied up neatly in a bow. Like some things get figured out, but some things she's just like, they just couldn't find out. They just couldn't find the information. They just couldn't solve it. You know? um, yeah. So it's, it's very realistic. I love it. So I'm on the second one, which is called The Likeness, which is about uh, an undercover agent who finds out that a woman who looked exactly like her uh, was living under her pseudonym that she was undercover as like several years before and then was murdered. And so she goes back undercover under the same name to figure out who, um, who committed the murder. Yeah. So, cool books. So, yeah. Uh, and yeah. And I'm writing with a harvest by Musgrave that the wonderful Caitlin uh, inscribed with your life is in our hands yeah. from, our, <laughs> from our Incredibles conversations. I'm writing with that and I'm using my um, uh, red maple Shenandoah and finishing, finishing up that edition. That's awesome. And love it. <laughs> so. All right. Well, let's jump into our fresh points. Andy, go yeah. for it. Um, I guess the biggest thing that's happened since uh, we last talked was I have met both Anna Reinert and Brad Dowdy in person, which is awesome. Aren't they awful? Yeah, they're, they're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I was so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so uh, the San Francisco Penn Show happened um, uh, since then. Uh, it happened right not that long after we recorded our last episode. Um, and... Actually, somebody who runs it, Mark Cohen, is here in the group, um, here in the chat, and I did not meet you, Mark. I don't know why I didn't run into you at the Penatic meetup, but yeah. Um, so anyhow, Anna um, had an afternoon to kill, so she came and took a tour of Facebook and hung out with me. We walked around, and we looked at art, and we went on the roof, and we ate like Asian noodles and had a really good time. So uh, Anna is... Um, much uh, smaller than I thought she was. Like she's she's five. I think she said on uh, Art Supply Posse she's five four. So there's a picture of us um, that I posted to my Instagram where it's just <laughs> us next to each other, and she's <laughs> she, she's much much shorter than I am. But um, so then later on we went to the Pen Addict meetup um, at the SF Pen Show. It was Friday night after the the show happened, and Brad was there. Um, he recognized me right away. We big hug. Um, got some cool like pen addict patches and stickers and swag. Um, and he's he's <laughs> so he's, he's trying to brainwash you. Yeah, he's taller than I thought. Uh, he's he's about my <laughs> height. So <laughs> later we took a picture of me and Brad got a picture taken together, and uh, Anna just like photobombed us. She thought that she was going to be like short <laughs> enough that we wouldn't even notice her, but it was a really good photobomb. She did an amazing job. But That's um, awesome. I um so so I, I decided to just commit an act of defiance and I brought a couple cigar boxes full of pencils to the uh to the the meetup and I basically just found a table in the corner and just like spread all the pencils around. <laughs> and and I had like a good amount $60 of sixty dollars a piece. Yeah. Well I wasn't selling them, I was just like <laughs> letting people like play with them. So we had like um I bet we had a couple dozen people at some point like wander over and like try a few out. And there were, there were a few people here who were like, Oh, I haven't used a, you know, a wooden pencil for years. Like I have a pencil, but it's a, you know, like a rote ring mechanical pencil, um, which is a very like pen 
pen person's pencil. Uh, <laughs> so, so we played like we we tried out um, that. Uh, is it Tumbo? Yeah, it's Tom. The KMKKS, the four B, that blue mm-hmm. pencil that I just loved. Oh, um, the blue and white and yellow one. Yeah, I had one of those out. I had a couple like in like various hardnesses of H. Um, I had some two Bs and some HBs just kind of laying out, and so we all we all just kind of played with them. And I I had brought some notebooks and some sharpeners and. Yeah, it was it was a good time. Brad came over and his pencil literacy is pretty good. Uh, I have to admit, I'm uh, I think that we should have him on our show and just like quiz him about it, <laughs> just see what he can remember. <laughs> Put uh, the bright hot light over his head. Yeah. So <laughs> later we stage a picture of um, Brad and I attacking each other, me with a sharpened pencil and him with a fountain pen. Yeah. Him with a like a super bright light on him and we're on the other side of the table, like all three of us smoking cigarettes. Like, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good, good time. I also met, um, what's the difference between German and Japanese pencils? <laughs> Go. Talk, talk punk. <laughs> um, there was a, uh, I met, um, uh, uh, Bruce Eamon, Eamon, E-I-M-O-N. He's a, he's a, in the group. He's a listener to the podcast. He lives like, like five miles from where I used to live. Um, he's a super cool guy. He goes to Japan all the time. So if you guys have anything you need from Japan, we can have him make our BR like mule. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was pretty fantastic. Uh, had a really good night. It was the, the like night before our final weekend before we moved. So it was pretty crazy, but it was good to take some time out and do that. Um, so yeah, we, um, we moved. I had talked about, I have t- I talked on the last episode about like figuring out how to reduce, the pencil collection. <laughs> um, Didn't I, did, I did not really reduce it. I actually did get rid of, <laughs> I had a box full of like 50 some pencils um, that my sister got me that were cool. They were like all related to different states in the union um, and Washington DC uh, and had like the Capitol and the state flower and some facts of the state on it. Um, and it was just like just too much. So I sold it just for the price of shipping to, to the group and somebody bought it Um so I got rid of that, but otherwise, yeah, I didn't really reduce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still in like, they're still in cigar boxes, but I'm going to like slowly transition them into, um, what are they called from Ikea? The big like cubby storage things with the 13 inch cubes. Calyx. I think those are the cube names. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That's that storage stuff that have like the, the box, the square boxes that you, yeah, Calyx. Um, Square boxes that you can put stuff in. We we have we still have a bunch of those IKEA shelves that we kind of use as a divider in our in our like living room, and uh, it looks really attractive with um, with colored boxes in there. So I'm just going to keep my pencils in there. I think. So, I still need to like spend some time reducing because I just don't want to be I don't want to be a hoarder, but that's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> just be yourself. Baby. Yeah. Just be yourself. <laughs> just embrace the hoarding um last last fresh point um so this is just rampant like wishful thinking not even speculation i have no basis of this but you know the next black wings uh volumes edition is coming out well if it if it sticks with the lateness of the last schedule it'll probably be like a month but um i have the best idea guys so tomorrow is the 50th anniversary of the original star trek airing 
And <laughs> was that an uh of disgust or an uh? Of no, no, it was awesomeness. like a yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even a huge Star Wars fan. But I want them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really think what we need is um, a dozen pencils, four in each of the tunic colors, one in one in red, one in yellow, one <laughs> in blue, and then with like, like the little like Delta. They call it the Delta Shield, the little like triangular insignia that they have on their shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, either like stamped beautifully on the on the pencil or like etched in the ferrule. Um, like the Blackwing Delta. Yes. Oh. oh gosh. <laughs> Um, Blackwing volume 50. Um, and I, I've always thought Star Trek made like great strides in the sixties for being very inclusive of different, like genders and ethnicities and like nationalities, um, acting abilities and and acting abilities, (laughs) terrible (laughs) actors, right? Really great actors. I, that was totally like, I've never (laughs) seen, I haven't seen enough Star Trek to actually (laughs) for that to be true. I was just messing with you. Sorry. (laughs) No, no, you're completely right. Like, (laughs) That's, that's a terrible acting, mostly coming from its main star, William Shatner. <laughs> but, you know, the first, like, interracial kiss on television was was on Star Trek. Oh, and, nice. um, and I... yeah, it was it was between Kirk and Uhura. Um, anyhow, I, I think it would be great. I know that, like, they just did a sci-fi pencil <laughs> last year. I don't think that we'll see this anytime soon. That's... Uh, What'd you say? That's an awesome point, though you make. Yeah. That just that they should do a a volumes edition that has a mixed bag yeah. of colors, like all kinds of like. I mean, I know that gets just gets harder and harder, but even just like six and six or mm-hmm. four and four and four of complementary pencils that have some theme that'd be super cool. Totally, like I, I can't imagine the logistics of that <laughs> because not only do you have to, it would just have to be a huge order, probably, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um. And I, I'm guessing that they generally like order blanks and then like maybe like put the lacquer on of like at some other stage. So maybe it would be better, but like just sorting them into boxes, like not only do you have to pick out 12 pencils to put in a box, but you'd have to pick out four of each like color. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's just, uh, just me like daydreaming about like an amazing black wings volumes. Um, I'm sure like whatever's coming is like basically already there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I already got mine. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's amazing. Who do you know? Yeah. I'm uh, a co-host of a podcast about pencils. <laughs> oh, well, that's why that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's that's probably cool. because I live closer to them than you do. Yeah, just much closer. <laughs> hey man, my uh, mine comes mine comes in the mail on the same day as everybody else. <laughs> Unless you live in uh, Germany, in which case yeah. it's much faster. It takes a little while to get here. Yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, that's my fresh points. How about you, Johnny? This this first one is a doozy. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, I mean, I guess everybody knows that the kindred spirit from Right Notepads were those beautiful orange notebooks. And in the 750 boxes, they put 25 random blue ones. So... I figured, you know, being a homeboy, you know, score one, but no, mine didn't have a blue one for my um, membership. So um, (laughs) whenever I buy them, I like to buy them at a local shop here in Baltimore, which is, I think, like their biggest retailer and, you know, support two local businesses in one. So I've been, you know, bugging the crap out of Chris, like, hey, when are they going to be at Trove? When are they going to be at Trove? So they're finally at Trove. And 
my other two kids have their birth field notes and the current field notes are byline. So I thought that would be kind of lame for Rosie because <laughs> they're not, not their lame. Well, you know, whatever, but they're not, <laughs> they're not pocket notebooks. So I figured we'd get her a set of kindred spirit. And while I was at it, I figured I'd get another pack and up the chances of getting a blue one. So I opened a pack and looked at Charlotte and I said, well, this one's mine. And I opened it on the street and found a blue one. And I started jumping up and down and screaming. It was a crowded Saturday. <laughs> It's funny. Charlotte's like, what is wrong with you, Daddy? I'm like, <laughs> I was going to share with you, but never Don't mind. Don't you understand? Daddy, are you so, hurt? Yeah, aside from, the, <laughs> aside from the fact that you get, you know, a rare notebook, it's a beautiful notebook. They're also sending a prize to everyone that finds a blue notebook mm-hmm. in an effort to get everybody to open their damn packs of notebooks, which is awesome. <laughs> so. What did you get? I have, I have no idea what the prize is yet. I think. Chris said they were thinking of sending them out this week because they want to get as many of the 25 as they can. Yeah. But, I mean, he told me how many. I don't know. I don't think I'm supposed to tell, but I, a lot. He told so you how many, how many have been discovered? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's heartening. People are opening their books. That's yeah. awesome. How, yeah, so. like, how many are, um, are left? Like, can I go on their website and still buy some? No, their website's gone. I think, does Gary have some at um, Papernary, maybe? The local shop near me had like four or five packs left. I thought of buying up and then, you know, it's probably feeding the people for cost. But, you know, if you live in Baltimore, you ought to be able to go buy it. So I didn't want to be a jerk <laughs> to my for that fellow home, hometownies. It was a hot day. So, you know, people are cranky in Baltimore when it's hot. It's always hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So when, you know, when the prize comes out, I'll put it all over Instagram. And to, to, where the, um, Membership extras that were a secret. Were they out last time we recorded the keychain? Uh, I can't remember. Tell them. I don't think so. Because you yeah. Yeah. I looked at that text just the other day. Yeah, so if you remember, <clears throat> you got an unmarked envelope in the mail that had um, like a vintage keychain, sort of like you'd see at like a bowling alley locker, something like that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then you, yeah. you have to use pliers to get onto your keys, and it has your membership number. And then guaranteed that if they get returned to write notepads, they're way back to you. So that was super, super awesome. And a little surprise, which is like, oh, this is really cool. I'd love to know where they got the aid. My number seven. You guys get bragging. Uh, I am not a member. I Yeah, well, I'm not yeah. an official member either, actually. Yeah, we're on, oh. the, we're on like the distribution oh, list, sure. but we're not like the yeah. official member. Yeah. Oh. I got seven because I especially asked for seven. I don't think I was really that early. <laughs> but I'm so special. I didn't have to be that early. So, you know, get drunk, Chris, a couple times. Get your number. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, go out for coffee with Chris a couple times for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on. Note to self. So, yeah, Tim and I both recently had birthdays. He's much younger mm-hmm. than I am. So, um, in my big birthday trove, I got two cool pencil-related presents, the dozen Tom Bomano 100s that I already mentioned, and I got the Blackwing colored pencils, hmm. which are so pretty in person. The metal cap is oh, it's pretty nice. How, so, how, how, do they, this, how do they lay color down? They're pretty soft, from what I can compare. I didn't put them in anything toothy yet. I've just tried them in smoother notebooks. Mm-hmm. So... On sketch paper, I imagine they're going to be ridiculous. But I wanted to ask you guys if you're aware of any 
metal capped pencils where the cap is hexagonal besides these nope yeah all the ones i can think of are around even on a hex oh, pencil aha uh -huh. that's interesting yeah. So the only disappointment is that they're only 12 colors, and I'm enjoying them. So, I mean, I wonder if this is just, you know, a dip in the toe in and maybe more colors are coming. Did you see that yeah. thing um, that Charles posted in the group, that $3,000 color pencil set? Oh, that Lagerfeld thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, or the Karen Dash one. The Karen Dash one was pretty. Yeah. That Lagerfeld one is pretty ugly. <laughs> I mean, no offense to uh, her sure. good... Sure, Carl Lagerfeld is listening right now. Yeah, Fabricant is like, what? Ace. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode yeah. if Johnny didn't yell at somebody in German. <laughs> curse in German at somebody. Yep. I had, a, I had a high school teacher who would teach us to curse when we were good. <laughs> that was the reward. Catholic school. <laughs> um, so. I spent an hour and a half this morning between errands because my wife is still on maternity to leave. Yay. Um, comparing five cheap yellow pencils. It was supposed to come out today. So now I'm talking about something that doesn't exist yet. But by the time this is out, I'm sure it'll be done. Yeah. Because now I have a fire under my butt to do it. <laughs> but um, yeah. So the depths to which we will go to, for you guys, we will try really, really crappy pencils that we know are really crappy. And do it in public. You know, in it's premium notebooks. So, you know, you guys want to buy us some beers or something. No, it's all for you. We do it all for our public. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I embarrass myself thoroughly. I'm more than usual when you're sitting there and you sharpen a pencil and you keep sniffing at it. It's like, Ugh. The really bad ones, were you cursing at it in German? No. <sighs> English. <sighs> it was one of those college uh, cafes, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, also, Charlotte and I went to New York two weeks ago and got to go to the pencil store, of course, and visit with Dr. Hans, which was super awesome and fun. And we found right on the street from CW Pencils was a cafe called Cafe Henry, Aww. which was a really enjoyable little spot. They had one of the best little sandwiches I've ever had there. And the other reason we really went in the summer was to go to the New York Historical Society where they have the Mo Willems exhibit. It was called it's The Art and Whimsy of Mo Willems. So... I want to take a kid there because it was really just about his process. Hmm. But if you're a pencil lover, it was like porn. It was awesome. They had, um, <laughs> uh, they had a lot of the final don't pages. <laughs> yeah, I forgot for the love of God. And they, they had a little video of him wearing special gloves, drawing with a charcoal pencil. Hmm. It was really cool. Like the elephant and piggy books are drawn with a charcoal pencil, and the pigeon books are drawn with an aquarelle. And he draws everything in red. I'm sorry, blue, and then edits it in red. And they had a lot of the sketches there. It was really, really cool. And of course, they That's had awesome. a sketchbook you could buy at the end for ten bucks. What was the score? Did. <laughs> right. Yep. And twist up crayons that I bought for Henry, and they're like the crappiest twist up crayons I've ever seen. <laughs> but I feel like something's wrong with twist up crayons. It takes all the fun out of crayons. Yeah. 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 But if you if you're in New York, it's there till the 25th, and. But we were there. I got half off my admission. It was only ten bucks. So That's pretty cool. Yeah, and they have they have potties. So if you're on a like tourist trip in New York with a kid, you have to know where the potties are. There's a potty there. Or separate potties. <laughs> yeah, that's good to know. No, you yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my my last fresh point is my daughter started first grade, 
So, you know, they're they're really vague about the back to school list. There were like two boxes of pencils. And then a week later, they were like, well, a box of pencils for like, you know, the class stash and three to five pencils for your kid. Like, there's no way my kid is going to pick three to five pencils. (laughs) So she took um, three Ticonderoga extra fun striped pencils and three, I'm sorry, three Bic extra fun pencils and three striped Ticonderogas. You should have sent her with just a bunch of... Very soft and... Should have sent her just with a bunch of 211. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was actually working her way through 11 in her journal. She's determined to use every bit of it. It's getting really short. To start knocking at my second dozen box. <laughs> we'll talk. Mm-hmm. But um, Charlotte had a bad day, so I gave her a special pencil to put in her pencil box. Aww. And I wrote with the same pencil. Like, pencils make everybody happy. All right, that's all I have. How about you, Mr. Tim? Are you going to talk about what you have on your desk as a teacher? Yeah, I haven't really changed anything this year. Nothing too different. I Like I did last year, I just snagged a bunch of Palomino HBs from my stash and just have that so I don't even have to think about it just because there's so many things going on. But I did find a cool pen. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is that it's a big crystal, Johnny. So uh, the orange I was, No, no, I was cleaning out my basement at my new house which has like a bunch of stuff from jane's grandfather and there was a big box full of stationary stuff with which most of it was just you know nothing too exotic but i found and i'm about to pull it out from this box of pencils you're gonna hear pencils clicking one of the best sounds ever uh i found a big accountant fine point crystal what Uh, is it clear it's white. It's white. Oh. It says account, accountant fine point Bic USA, and then it has a, a clip on it. Uh, has a a metal clip, and uh, the cap is missing, but it would be black. So I was just going to put another cap on it. But it's just this fine point uh, Bic crystal is pretty cool. So I have been using, have been using that. I doubt it's going to last much longer because it was super. It's uh, super old. But I think I, I think Brad's I think Brad's talked about that on on his show, mm-hmm. um, and somebody in yeah. the Big Crystal Lovers group talked about it. It's like an original super fine point, yeah, pen, like one of the like early ones that you could get. It's like widely available, but it's pretty cool. Um, it was a it was an exciting find down there. Uh, I was also going to bring up a book that my uncle Chris sent me, uh, which I had texted you all it was an idea for our next book club book and it actually just came out yesterday and it's called the history and uncertain future of handwriting mm. which fyi which I, we always love talking about like amazon designations of things it is the number one new release in handwriting reference <laughs> the category the category <laughs> is handwriting references and this is holding the number one spot just in case you were keeping tabs on the handwriting reference <laughs> section <laughs> But synopsis, in the digital age of instant communication, handwriting is less necessary than ever before. And indeed, fewer and fewer school children are being taught how to write in cursive. Signatures, far from John Hancock's elegant model, have become scrawls. In her recent and widely discussed and debated essays, Anne Trubeck argues that the decline and even elimination of handwriting from daily life does not signal a decline in civilization, but rather the next stage in the evolution of communication. So... I've got a feeling that a book club on this will get us pissed off. So I think it would be a good one. 
we should right, have we've been, we've been reading a lot of books that we agree with so i feel like we need to we need to read one that we're like gonna get angry about <laughs> so we should have uh, <laughs> elaine from um jet pens and owl ink we should have her come on because she's she knows a lot about handwriting and she she's a pretty good calligrapher that sounds uh, great yeah yeah, that'd be awesome. That sounds awesome. So, yeah, so it just came out. I'm thinking about picking it up on Kindle uh, sometime soon, and then just it's only 179 pages, so it's a shortish book. Yeah, um, I have no idea how Uncle found out about it, but he he did, and I'm very thankful for that. So we should we should look into that and maybe talk about it in a few months or something. Yeah. So I'll put the link in the show notes. Next. I want to bring up a really cool thing in the, the Facebook group that was posted. I think it was yesterday by John. Uh, it was for, he shared the pen company's post, and it was about a pencil that is just about two hundred years old. It was just uncovered. Did you see this post? Pencil. The, the oh. title of the article was "Pencil Found at Place Artist Drew Castle Two Hundred Years On." Hmm. Uh, oh on, yeah. I think it just keeps going. But uh, basically, this uh, artist named. What was it? It was William, William Danielle, like D-A-N-I-E-L-L, was at the island of Rosset. It says he was drawing these old strongholds, these old castles. And, and this is one of my favorite parts about it is that a amateur archaeologist, (laughs) which I wish that that was my hobby. Like, I wish that's something that I did. (laughs) It's quite an amateur archaeologist. He just kind of does it. You know. um, yeah. yeah, so he was just there and just kind of digging around and found the point of the pencil sticking out, which my favorite part of this article is that the pencil, it says, was still sharp. <laughs> 200 years and it's still a sharp pencil, uh, which is pretty awesome. It's super it cool. Was, uh, so it's, just, it's almost like a bullet. It's like a bullet pencil kind of thing. I mean, it's it's it was custom made in India with a ceramic collar, which it says depicts a Hindu bride, and it's believed to be commissioned by the artist's mit- mistress <laughs> way back before him. Um, which is it's just like it just keeps unfolding. It's being this kind of fascinating, yeah, uh, fascinating story. But it's cool read. I'll put the link uh, in the show notes. But uh, yeah, just these, this amateur archaeologist was just kind of. He's a this is even just even better. He's a chimney sweep, uh, a chimney sweep named Alex Hemming, who is an amateur archaeologist. Um, yeah, he was out digging, saw the point sticking up uh, just barely, and the guy who was with him said, "If if he wouldn't have noticed it, it might have gone another two hundred years without being noticed because it was just barely even peeking out of there." Um, yeah. So apparently, in his in Daniel's journals, there was a, a description of this pencil that was made by an Indian craftsman at the behest of his Indian lover, Hindu woman. So, my, mit- my mistress has never commissioned me a pencil. Oh, yeah, come on, <laughs> yeah, custom pencil. So cool article from the Herald Scotland. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, I think that brings me to. Uh, Hester and Cook, which we all have something to say about. Oh, yeah. Because we yeah. got awesome packages from Hester and Cook that was totally, just totally unexpected. I think, Johnny, you were behind this in some way or passing on information because it just showed up one day. There was this big box, and Jane was like, this huge box, did you order something? I was like, no, it's not for me. It must, <laughs> yeah. be, you know, must be for you. I have no idea what this is. And then 
felt the weight of it and was like, oh, it doesn't feel like anything that people will send me unless it's like notebooks or something. But we opened it up and it was full of pencils. Yeah. So it was amazing. Um, we got some. So Hester and Cook, which I had never tried before. I know, Johnny, you've talked about using their bridge pencils before. Am I making that up or is that true? Yeah, no, my wife's like a giant fan of those. Yeah. Yeah, and they are. Uh, so we got this just really cool collection of, of their pencils. We got their... Uh, or at least I got I got a sampling of their jumbo hex pencils, which they have a big like a wide variety of these jumbo hex pencils. They're just different, basically different color variations on the same kind of thing. One's called the Majestic. There's the Stationers, the Excellence, the Hester, and the Hester Jumbo. That's uh, is there? It was round, right? There's a round, or no? It was just a white jumbo. So got that, and then the Nashville assorted pencils, which we talked about a long time ago. I don't remember when that was, but they basically had a set of all these different kinds. There was a uh, a chalkboard pencil, like white chalk pencil, a bridge pencil, uh, a uh, carpenter pencil, a big round pencil. There's just like all bunch these of jumbos. Really cool pencils, a bunch of jumbos, all in the same white color, and then as well as some bridge pencils. And relating to the back wings we talked about, yeah. they're a really cool set of colored pencils. Yeah. I so, really, so really uh, Courtney Cochran, who is the um, She's the design and uh, product development director at uh, Hester and Cook, which is like a bigger design design brand. They make more than you know wood pencils, but uh, she's a listener of the show and a big fan of pencils in general. So she uh, at some point sent them on. So yeah, Courtney's awesome. Courtney's amazing. She it was, was amazing surprise. Yeah, Hester and Cook's uh, located in Nashville, and I definitely like. Next time I go to Nashville, I totally want to meet up with her and talk pencils. Yeah, I love the just typography on the um, on the sides of some of those pencils, those loose pencils. I I just love that white color, like yeah. the, the color that they all come in that like creamy white finish that they all they're all just perfectly matching. Yeah, uh, that, that there's that one standard size round pencil that I'm just I'm trying not to sharpen. Is <laughs> uh, it's the only one I've got? <laughs> only one I've got. Hmm. It's really really pretty. I'll have to I have to get more of those, but. And each book, and I should should also point out that each set you get comes with these little like super skinny notepads, which is also like a cool little cool little detail. The colored pencils, the assorted pencils, and the bridge pencils all come with that long, slender notepad. Mm-hmm. Very cool. We've been using those around the house and for leaving notes on the fridge and stuff like that. And I like to I I keep one on my desk at school, so very handy. Yeah. And they make excellent bookmarks too. So. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I do I I do like the one I, I haven't tried yet, but they have a chalkboard pencil set. Have you seen this? So it's their white chalk pencils. Oh, yeah. It comes with similar skinny notepad, but it's black, black paper what? because it's the white pencils, which is really sweet. Sweet looking. Yeah. So I'm gonna put a, a link in the show notes to just their whole page of pencil uh pencil stuff but that's all i've got so cool that's there's my six weeks of of ketchup my my <laughs> felt six weeks of ketchup yeah well we're <laughs> we're in just about at like an hour according to this timestamp. maybe we should just kind of focus on some of the back to school stuff and then talk mm-hmm. about yellow pencils another time episode six cool So for our main topic tonight, we're going to talk about back-to-school products and try to focus on things that are 
at least slightly new or things that we hadn't seen before. Some of these things we've talked about on previous episodes, uh, they've come up maybe in fresh points, but we're going to kind of compile them all here and talk about uh, just the new exciting things that have shown up on the shelves, which is always a big deal in the stationary world because new things don't always show up on the shelves in the, in the stationary world. Like if you're one of us who walks through the stationary aisle at Target or Walmart or these big stores that are everywhere and you're like, wow, it is exactly the same <laughs> as it was two years ago. Nothing, <laughs> is, nothing has changed. But around back to school is when you see them take some risk to try to, you know, attract, I guess, kids and, you know, students to pick up something new that they haven't haven't tried before. So we're going we're gonna to divide it into three sections. So we'll just go through each section at a time. Uh, and all three of us will talk about our favorites, but the best new pencil, the best paper product, and then just kind of the best miscellaneous product. If you, if you have something else in mind, isn't a notebook or a pencil that you just saw that was new. So let's talk about the pencils first. And uh, Andy, why don't you kick it off? Cause we're both, I think on the same page here. Mm, um, sorry if I'd like stole your, this <laughs> is still what you were going to talk no, about. No, that's, it's, it's our favorite. So we yeah. got the same paper. Um, I, we talked about this, I think, when it started showing up on shelves over the summer uh, in Fresh Points, but um, I've noticed, uh, we've all noticed kind of an uptick in striped pencils, uh, which is interesting because, of course, the Blackwing um, 56 is a striped pencil. Um, but also, there is one that Bic has made, one of the extra fun pencils, quote-unquote extra fun, which has the plastic ferrule uh, and a kind of a sawdusty body. Um, is that the one Charlotte likes, Johnny? Oh yeah, she's obsessed with those. Yeah, I mean they're go they're beautiful. I love how they look. I'm not a big fan of how they perform, but they look amazing and they're so cheap. Um, so they have a striped one of those, and then also there is a set of Ticonderogas which are striped, and they're awesome. Um, they, um, I'm trying to find a picture of it because I don't have the package in front of me. Um, what um, I'm trying to see what stripes are. They're does anybody They're have just any like darker versions of the, the core color? Yeah. It is, right. Or like yeah. a, or kind of like a blurred version. So it's, if it's yellow, then you've got yellow stripe and then kind of like a white yellow yeah. or something or like a off, off yellow. Um, and then blue, same thing. So. Yeah. So, oh yeah, here's some in front of me right here. Um, somebody, somebody posted, um, Thanks, Les, for posting this picture. This is really useful. Um, yeah, so yeah, this, this blue one and this pink one, they have the signature, you know, green fair rule. Um, yeah, I just, I just think they're, they're great. Um, the erasers are um, also the color of the barrels, which are pretty great too. Like they're kind of striped along with the barrels. Are they? Yeah, mine is, mine is lined up. Uh, so the stripes kind of like are continuous, like down, um, down from the eraser to the barrel. So, yeah, this is, I mean, and they perform like kind of your standard, you know, Ticonderoga, big box store Ticonderogas. So um, to me, they seemed a little, a little bit better than some of the like random color editions that they've had. Um, but I know they can be in inconsistent. So, you know, mine, mine performed pretty good, but the next yeah. pack should not. Yeah. I think these were the I've enjoyed ones. them quite a bit. Yeah. The, these are uh, Chinese. Usually the other color yeah. editions are uh, Mexican. Yeah. So, that is nice. Yeah. I had one that I pulled out of my desk today, oddly enough. And I don't know if this was like a temperature thing. Uh, my room, my classroom gets kind of hot, but I have a, I had a box of these or a package of these that were in my desk. 
and I pulled one out and the finish had cracked open. Oh. I don't know if you've seen that happen. There's like it was like on the along the side there was probably a two and a half inch opening like where mm-hmm. it started to separate. So it could have been a fluke, could have been like weird temperature changes in my room. So yeah, not, not that concerned about it, but it was. I'd probably still use it. You know, it wasn't like a gaping wound in the side of it. It was just kind of like a line. So um, something about the finish kind of broke down. I don't know if it was something they were doing that was uh, different to give them that multicolored finish that just yeah couldn't hold up to the pressure or, or whatever. Still, I still enjoy them quite a bit. And I used them at the beginning of the school year, the very beginning when things were starting out, I was using those a lot along with the Palomino HP. Those were the two that I had in rotation on my desk and just had a big, I had my Cubs helmet pencil cup full of those two kinds of pencils for a while. And now uh, I've since switched to just the, just the HPs, but <laughs> yeah, but they look good. Um, it was, it was refreshing to have a new special color Ticonderoga edition that didn't have colors in it that made me just kind of gag, you know, <laughs> I feel like they've had a lot of those where I'm like, why would I ever use like a fluorescent or like a metallic purple pencil? Like, that's just not going to, like, I'm not, I don't want to use that, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But for yeah. me, I was just like, ah, I don't want to use that. Or I, I got the one I'm like, oh, good. I have three different shades of pink within this, this group of pencils. Like, I kind of like the salmon one, but those other two just sort of look gross. Or, um, oh, gold. Good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that sounds, you know. <laughs> just kept happening and, and this time I, I saw the package and said ooh I'll use all of those so, yeah nice um, yeah Johnny what was your uh, favorite in this category um two the I am other series of UB mm-hmm. um, yeah those you can go great. on their website and at Target so they have like you know positive sayings on them so I let Charlotte pick one and she picked the yellow one and I said why did you pick that one and it says that which makes you different makes you special. And she said because it's true. I'm like, okay, these are my favorite pencils. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're on sale for like two dollars, maybe a little less at Target right now, because everything's on clearance. And the other one is the um, star-shaped pencils, and also the heart-shaped pencils from Target. And the brand is Uline, so they came in like a little tube for a dollar fifty. So if you hate the Uline, like, you might not like them. You- the letter yeah. U in line. That's like a mm-hmm. a big like white label brand, isn't it? Like they make a million different things. Yeah, they make all of their like the new make, trendy like, boxes and what? chairs and like a <laughs> They make no like yeah, like a target. Okay, I thought maybe, maybe I'm like, mixing up with something else. And like yeah, yeah, yeah um, no. There's a boxing little... company that sells like shipping boxes and shipping supplies. That's oh, what are you talking about? Yeah, so I was, and they they also make like miscellaneous, just kind of knickknacks. Um, so I wonder if it's the same company. Yeah, the pencils are pretty good. They're not as bendy as Bix, and they write reasonably dark for you know being an extruded plastic pencil. Plus, you know they're shaped like a star, which is really awesome. <laughs> You've just seen like the little prints a million times. My kids kind of went you know, bonkers for these pencils. I might have stocked up on like three packs of each. So if you guys don't have me, I'll hook you up. I have one of each, I think, that you sent me. Yeah, they're heavy. Mm -hmm. Wopex-ish. Wopex-ish. We need to open that door, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
we made it we made it into an hour and 10 minutes into this episode or into this recording session with it without mentioning it so there was somebody who liked wopex at um the wopex pencil i brought to the pen show they liked it because it was heavier and because it kind of like had that rubbery feel and they and they liked the lighter um the lighter writing too so johnny you did have you a, get their name and address i should have you have, a kindred, <laughs> you have a kindred spirit out here Hey, how about we switch to best paper products that we noticed from back to school this year? Um, hey. I mean, there's not like I'm 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 basing most of what I'm saying off of the stuff that's popping up at like Target and Walmart and yeah, Kroger, you know, the grocery store things that like mass mass produced things. Um, yeah. So, Johnny, what's which one has stuck out to you? Well, I don't want to steal you guys' you, thunder, but there was that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, composition book they had at Target that had pencils on it. Oh, yeah. it lost, so it's here somewhere. But I'm just going to say the right notepads, Kindred Spirit Edition, because <laughs> I don't think they'd like being called fancy. And it's got the greatest paper ever. So I'm yeah. totally copping out of it. Because okay. <laughs> I've got a lot of them. <laughs> I, wish, I wish more like kind of mainstream brands would... Um, would embrace having like ruled paper that's in a different ink, like that that orange ink in the Kindred Spirit is just oh, it's, amazing. It's perfect. So, Johnny, can I ask you, uh, in the blue Kindred Spirit, do they use a blue ruling or do they use orange? It's orange. Oh, okay, I figure probably. But like the 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 orange sets off that blue so yeah. perfectly. Oh, I bet. I'm gonna totally use it. <laughs> Make everybody cry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. I've definitely, as far as paper products go, I've gotten obsessed with composition notebooks. I've been using a lot of them because I, I require my students to use them. And I've done, I'm started doing this thing this year where if they're writing in class, then I want them to see me writing in class, you know, so that they don't think like, oh, writing is something that your teacher's assigned to you. And then once you get out of school, you never do it again. You know, so like I try to show them my writing as often as I can to show like, hey, you can still write things when you get out of school. It's not impossible. Like <laughs> you're still allowed to. Um, Math. So, like, I, that's a I, different I, story. Yeah, that, that you'll never use. <laughs> Don't even worry about. But uh, composition notebooks uh, is what I require them to get. And so I got one, and I let Henry pick it out, and he picked me out a from Target. This like it was like two dollars and fifty cents. This Finding Dory uh, composition notebook. It's like oh, fun funny movie we went and took him to see it and it was hilarious which we've <laughs> has obviously come up on this podcast before um i won't do the sound effect but <laughs> um yeah but we he, he gave it to me i took it to school and so i started using you know pencils and i even like was busting out fountain pens in class like as we were doing our free writes like almost every single day and was blown away about how great it was i mean i was using fountain pens and nothing was bleeding through i was using pencils and it was super smooth um, it was pretty killer. So I was, I was excited. So I bought a few more to use for some other projects I'm working on right now. Um, there's great little notebooks. I mean, you, you can like, you know, turn noses up to cheap, cheap notebooks like that, or even branded notebooks. I just got to say, if I'm being honest, there's nothing wrong with them. They're, they're great. Yeah. I could use anything I wanted. I even used kind of wet fountain pens and, and used a, you know, soft pencils that are like really dark and there was no i had no issues so um, check them out if you if you haven't i don't even know what the brand is you know it's some sort of just big generic brand that accidentally put nice paper into their notebooks you know <laughs> <laughs> but but they're nice nice yeah. um 
Andy, did you notice anything or anything yeah. in, in mind or Yeah, um I guess I guess we're on the same page. Um I, I am kind of a sucker for composition notebooks. Um I I don't tend to buy them a lot because I just like I just I just don't need to buy more notebooks. I have so many notebooks that more than I'll ever use. Um but I even when I see them in the world I just like I like that there's a resurgence of them because not that long ago, you know, I couldn't even find like a college ruled composition notebook, mm. let, let alone something not in that like black and white kind of static slash QR Bottled, code looking yeah. color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love some composition notebooks. Um, I have a couple like where's Waldo composition notebooks and also, uh, some really cool robot ones that I got a few years ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there were some really great, uh, I am other ones. Um, yeah, that's that right. I noticed. Yeah, there's there's that one that has the, oh man, the green, um, like the green graph on the front. That's pretty great. Uh, and I think there was some with like some cool, just little like doodle illustrations on the front too. Um, yeah, they they had some great ones. Um, they have one. Uh, Mead is making one. I'm sorry, Five Star uh, is making one that. Did you guys have like three ring binders that you know you you could put your own design or like a blank piece of paper in the cover to customize it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Somebody made a, um, a composition notebook like that too, which is pretty great. Oh, so they have oh, those. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. They have those at target. Um, it's the target tomorrow. Yeah. Target targets back to school is just amazing. Like I, I haven't really noticed a lot of other back to school stuff besides targets and they're always, they're always just on it. So oh, that's uh, awesome. That's yeah. Really cool. I just put yeah, a five star ones are great. In the chat. Yeah. Yeah. Five stars in general. They have those like, they have those composition notebooks that are, have like the thin plastic cover. Yeah. Um, which are really cool. I bought a couple of those this year as well. Yeah. Let me check that out. Yeah. So, uh, can I, can I talk about the miscellaneous product from back to school? Yes. Go for so, it. So this is, this is not a product that you can buy. Um, I took a very like loose approach to this. Have, speaking of Target, <laughs> have you noticed the uh, visual merchandising for Back to School? It's like all pencils, mm-hmm. and they use yeah. The... And it was designed by a fourth grader. Really? Yeah, they had a picture at one of the Targets here that was um, the girl that did the the doodle. They turned it into the the main pencil. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> that's cool. They, you know, I sadly left behind a giant like 10 foot long target pencil oh, pencil. That, was, that was rough <laughs> it's so sad there's just zero things i could could have done with that out here um but i feel like they've just sort of last year they had like pencils in the theme too but this year they really went for it and they used pencils as um basically like wayfinding to get back to the back to school section uh, it was just all over the place so i, like, I def- arrow, like arrows on the way back yeah I definitely oh, had awesome. to just restrain myself from like trying to find a manager and talk them into giving those to me, <laughs> or bringing a machete and cutting them down from the yeah. ceiling and like just running out. It's, just, it's mine, run! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are those are super cool. Um, uh, I bet there's some pictures in the group. I'll try to post something in in the um, the show notes of of what those look like. If for those of you, yeah. I, I imagine everybody has a target near them but i probably shouldn't assume that i took a picture of the sign there where they showed the girl that that um mm. designed it but i think it's on my computer not my phone so yeah. take it up cool so how about you tim 
It wasn't. It wasn't something new. Um, so like, it's not like a brand new item, but it's new to me. Yeah. And it's just something that I've ignored forever. And we talk about gel pens every once in a while. Uh, it's just being generally pretty awesome. And I had never tried an Energel. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, those things are sweet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I got an Energel uh, gel pen. It was the needle. It was a 0.7, so it was like a pretty decent-sized line. But it was the needle point seven mm-hmm. of the retractable. I love it. It's been my go-to pen at school, like just for – you know, filling in dot. I can't use pencil on like a lot of the paperwork I have to do for school just because it has to be um, in ink. So I've been using that all the time and they're super nice. I, I actually bought them on accident. I didn't realize they were the needle point and I got them. I was like, oh, bummer, needle point. But it actually turned out to be pretty great. So hmm. not new to the world, but new to me because I know just from listening to Pen Addict and stuff is that Energel is, you know, people talk about it as being one of the best gel pens out there. And I just, Never got around to it, I guess, just because I had such a ridiculous stash built up <laughs> of of other kinds that I wasn't ready to try something new. But they're really nice. Yeah. What about you all? <laughs> or what about you, John? Well, if you're ready to get rid of your energy gel, the new best fest drying gel pen is the Papermate Inkjoy gel. Like when the Inkjoys came out like five years ago. Mm-hmm. They are so awesome. They're kind of expensive if you get like a small pack, but they're they dry really fast. They last forever. They're really smooth. They're comfortable. They're classy. But you know they say Inkjoy and all the other Inkjoy pens kind of sucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I actually if you get the, the big students... pack that has yellow. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I had a student who had the black ones, like, and I noticed them because. The, the shape, you know, they have a really uniform body and just the rounded off bottom. And I saw it. And I, for a second, thought the kid had a Keras Customs pen. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> there's no there's no way. And I said, hey, that's a cool pen. She showed it to me, gave it back to her. And two days later, she's like, do you want these? I don't like them. And she gave me the pack. And then I just oh. traded her. Like, I just pulled out, like, some Uniball gel pens or something. I was like, here, you take these and I'll take those. And we traded. And I love them. They're there. Pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, the colors so are really we've nice. Been, we've been talking about pens too much today. Yeah, this is this is bad guys. Well, it's, uh, this is real bad. Let's delete this part. Yeah. <laughs> At least um, they're not you know, <laughs> stupid fountain pens. Work, work your editing magic. <laughs> yeah. I mentioned those too, so we definitely gotta get. I'll just. Yeah, just I, uh, I need to record each of you. Enjoy gel pencils. <laughs> I need to record <laughs> each of you saying souls, and I'll just souls uh, souls. <laughs> Or this is going to be tons of typewriter bells the whole time. Just anytime a pen is just like ding, 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 Until we start. God dang it, Tim. So there's some cool new stuff out there. Do you guys have anything else that's in mind? Any new things you wanted to mention? I was thinking about just bringing up a couple open questions just for the group, the discussion items. What do we want to see from – from back to school offerings just in the world that we haven't seen before. More chain pencil sharpeners. I'll answer that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I think uh, just more brands, you know, like more variety, just yeah. like a more diverse selection. Um, it, it's probably worth uh, mentioning that a lot of brands like Ticonderoga and like UB and people like that will, will often um, release like, special back to school brands that are 
maybe cheaper in quality, but also much cheaper in price. Um, I don't yeah. know if we've ever actually talked about that before, but um, mostly it's just because, you know, there's a lot of parents who need to go, need to go and buy back to school things. And a lot of people don't have a lot of money. Um, or they have like four kids and they're yeah. buying them for like a huge group of kids. <laughs> buying in bulk. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think that that's, that's definitely worth, worth mentioning too like this is why we talk about back to school products because it's um it's something that's like a limited like a limited release and often it's cheaper in price and sometimes cheaper in quality um but like target you know often has like a 10 cent notebook um which are basically not that much different than a lot of the other like cardboard spiral bound notebooks out there yeah um i also kind of wanted to mention um a shout out. I, I posted this on my blog, um, and I, I should probably mention it here too. But um, did you guys listen to the Art Supply Posse podcast where Heather Rivard talks about school supply shopping? I haven't heard that yet. No. She, so she, um, they were talking about some back to school stuff as well, um, and they like were on time with their with their episode about it. So good for you, Heather and Anna. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I was um, I was riding the bus to work and I was listening and kind of dozing off and uh, Heather was basically talking about like her love of school supply shopping, which I'm sure that when you were a kid, you know, you, you love to most of you listening. I sure did. Um, and I'm going to read you this quote, which made me just like perk up and notice. And I wrote down the timestamp so I could go back and transcribe it. And I blogged about it. But uh, Heather said that school supply shopping was an emotional experience for me. School supplies represent the part of life that made sense to me, like doing homework and doing what I was told. School clothes shopping represented the things that didn't make sense, like social hierarchy and how to fit in and how to feel like an acceptable human being. School supplies, that was a source of so much warmth and comfort and excitement. And so, yeah, I, it was a little bit different because I wore a uniform. I went to Catholic school. Did you wear a uniform, Johnny? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, did, you didn't wear a uniform, did you, Tim? your school never did yeah um a lot of public schools do it now i know know, like charter schools definitely do um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah that made so much sense like there were times during we called it dress down day when you were allowed to wear like regular clothes to school for like a special occasion and i like sometimes just pretended that like i forgot that it was dress down day uh, because (laughs) it caused me anxiety to like you know wear wear clothes um that like everybody else at all was yeah at all (laughs) it's like the opposite of a never nude i was a always nude no um but but definitely like school supply shopping was the piece of going back to school that really like excited me and i really loved and i think like probably that's a lot of the reason why i like stationary to this day is it's like an extension of school supply shopping because yeah school school was not my like the other kids in my class, <laughs> someone in the group was saying about how kids between the ages of like 12 and 15 are like the worst people. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to let you, you shouldn't comment on that, Tim, but um, <laughs> I, I, I definitely, I think my views are clear on that topic over the, over the course of time. But. Yeah. I definitely like felt that when I was a kid that age. Um, and yeah, school supplies were just a way to like, like you needed them for school and if you had like some slightly nicer notebooks or interesting notebooks, like other people didn't care that much. And I had like a trapper keeper. Were they like universally thought they were cool? Like no one would ever be like, 
oh nice fancy pen like yeah. that great like everybody's so superficial that like you're yeah. like you know what i'm gonna get myself a nice pen everybody's like whoa what's that and like that's yeah. something that people always would like you're never gonna catch any never gonna catch any shit for that yeah um whereas clothes it's like that's all you're gonna ever catch so totally because they're the worst yeah the traffic keepers <laughs> Like I, I had that trapper keeper that Napoleon Dynamite had in um <laughs> in that movie. Like that that weird like abstract art thing that looked like space sort of a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know how to yeah. describe it, but it's <laughs> it's what the boys had and the girls had Lisa Frank, of course. So Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um that's the uh what episode of the podcast is I'll have a link in show notes. Episode twelve of the Art Supply Posse podcast. They talked about that. So that will be in show notes. Um, just struck a huge chord with me. I, I sent on a picture of me with like that timestamp written on my hand, like of where that was, because I didn't have any paper handy. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, that's that's about it for like back to school that I had. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, let me mention one yeah. thing. There's yeah. that one brand of American-made plastic pencil cases that are stackable. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so like they're those ones where like you know the bottom is clear and the top is like blue or pink, but these are all one color. The gray ones at Walmart are on sale for like fifty cents, and they're like the greatest pencil boxes. Nice. I have them every every year. I go buy like ten more. They're stackable, so I need to get like sixty of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They might even be a quarter by now. Oh, man. And they're gray, so it's good for pencils. Look, uh, Dee just posted that same thing in the group, the Advantis Super Stacker pencil boxes. Uh, and not in the group. Oh, no, that's way check. nicer than what I ordered. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> These were, like, really cheap, like, for kids. Yeah. It's good to know. <laughs> what, what are you doing over there? You playing the spoons over there? <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> my big butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's good as good a place as any to finish the episode off. Johnny's um, big butt. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> Do you ever guys watch ever watch um Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Yvonne said like, Well, I want to Pee Wee butt and he's like, That's the problem, Yvonne. Everybody has a big butt. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you tell me about your big butt? <laughs> uh there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about butts for 30 seconds now, so let's... Um, sorry, my brain just is on blank right now. Yeah. Your brain's all on butts. Yeah, and all I can think about is butts. Um, but, but, uh, but... Uh, no. <laughs> okay, well, thanks, everybody, for listening to episode 59 of the Erasable Podcast. Uh, it's been great to be back after this long... Hi, hiatus. I keep acting like it's been super long, but it really wasn't that long. But it's just good to be back, and now we'll try, we'll try to, to get back on the normal schedule. Yeah, now that we've gotten past uh, some big, uh, some big life events, and you know, nothing big is coming up anytime soon. Um, obviously, for any of us, except the birth of my child, which will be in <laughs> in about a month and a half. So we'll see what we can get in before that, uh, until uh, before Lila gets here. But um, thanks for listening. Uh, I am Tim Wassum. You can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum, and I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. Andy, where can people find you? Uh, I am on uh, woodclinch.com. Uh, you can read other non-pencil-related writing at andy.coffee, and I am on Twitter at at a Wellfley. How about you, Johnny? 
I am on the interwebs at pencilrevolution.com, on Twitter at Pencilution, and on Instagram at my name. <laughs> M-Y-N-A-M-E. <laughs> and everybody go look at that. Like, Dude, yeah. your Instagram sucks. <laughs> cool. Well, if you're not in our Facebook group, please join us on Facebook. We are well over a thousand strong. It's at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable for all kinds of pencil talk and goodness. Uh, if you would go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash erasable podcast, which is kind of our uh, where we post official episode updates or anything that is just kind of going to show up in your newsfeed from directly from us. That's not part of the, uh, the community. The community is actually closed, uh, which we, we, we approve you as you come in. We just try to keep out any spam spam accounts. So the Facebook page is where you can just like us and get an update when new episodes come out. So please do that at facebook.com slash Erasable Podcast. We're on Twitter at Erasable Podcast and on Instagram at Erasable Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at Erasable.us slash 59. And thank you so much for listening and we'll see you at episode 60. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com. Gaze me with wonder.